Hello and welcome to episode 149 of the Red Box Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Red Box. I'm your host, Bob Fail. And I'm your co-host, Joel Fail. And this week, it's a little bit of a special episode. We're not talking about something that's out on Red Box. We're talking about what everyone's talking about a little bit later than them. <laughs> We're talking about it. It's Star Wars, The Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> and you've turned off the podcast. <laughs> uh, just figured this had to be done because this is all anyone could talk about for December into January. Forever. Smashing box office records. I think it's almost at two billion at this point worldwide. Jesus. Uh, it's the already the most highest domestic box office at over eight hundred million. Um, Michelle would write down specific numbers, but <laughs> that's the deets there. So if I went to Powerball tonight, if I spent all the money on Star Wars tickets, I could do better than it has. Yeah, I'll be down. Yeah. Now they still have to beat. <laughs> so I can't spend a billion dollars on tickets and be like, I'm doubled there. Yeah, that's I guess it would. wouldn't hurt. Yeah. That's but really. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it to another movie. I'm just going to find a sleeper movie that I drafted in the winter to spend a billion dollars on tickets. That is a great way to spend your money. (laughs) (laughs) It's about pride. (laughs) Well, let's get into it. All right. Star Wars The Force Awakens was both of our most anticipated movie of the year, I believe. Yeah. And we both saw it in theaters. How did you see this? um, Like format. Regular 3D. I saw it IMAX 3D. I went on the Saturday, no, no, the Sunday morning after it opened, 9.30 a.m., got there a little bit early and was stuck in the second row all the way to the right. My neck creaked up, like, (laughs) super close to this huge IMAX 3D screen. Uh, I can't believe it was that crowded. Yeah, I know. Because I went on opening night and... I could have sat in any seat I wanted. What? Yeah. Maybe because they had like 20 screens. Yeah, well, it was literally the entire movie theater. It was one movie showing. Oh, yeah. But like, if you wanted to see the IMAX ones, there was a line to just get into the the actual theater. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. and We didn't have any problems getting tickets or anything. But I think a lot of people just sort of chalked up that night to you either bought your tickets weeks in advance and they got to see it, or... I don't know, a lot of people were like, I'll see it later in the week, because it's going to be so busy. Yeah. But then it was probably busy then, too. Yeah. <laughs> it only, just now, is getting beat on a daily basis by The Revenant. Yeah. In the box office. I mean, this thing... It's all the rave. <laughs> and did it live up to the hype for you? Yes, because I was starting to get kind of nervous because the movie was so hyped, it couldn't possibly live up to it. Yeah, you know. But it was—it's such a well-rounded movie. More on the action side, which is a—I uh, wish I would have saw it in IMAX because, not that there was a lot of thought going into it, but I've always kind of heard that IMAX takes away from dialogue. Kind of, like story-wise and all. So some people say you should see it regular first and 
or whichever. But I gotta say, in this movie, I kinda wish I was sitting there thinking, I wish I couldn't see the ends of the screens, because I'd be more like immersed. Yeah. That and uh, this was the first 3D movie I'd ever seen. Yeah, how did it treat you? It was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. it wasn't. I understand what people. How about the scene? All right, first of all, and not like what I'm about to say would have been a spoiler, but we're gonna just talk openly about spoilers because yeah, it's just hard to avoid at this point. If we want to talk about the movie, there's some stuff that is unavoidable and. Yeah. So if you're super sensitive to that, you can just turn it off until you've seen the movie. Yeah. Or if Basically, you don't care about spoilers, then just keep listening. But we recommend this movie. Yes. Spoilers ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but how about it, with the 3D, like, the with that Star Destroyer? Oh, uh, that was cool. There's a cool. certain point where it's, like, so far out. Yeah. Like, into your depth of field or whatever. That was so awesome. And, again, well... With uh, the light, uh, not the lightsaber, the um, the blaster bolt when he freezes it, and he's yeah. just walking around it, and like that was really cool yeah. how that was working with the three D. But it wasn't essential, but it it definitely added bits and pieces to the experience. Yeah, there were a handful of scenes that I was like kind of blown away with it, or not blown away, but it was just like wow, they used that really well. Yeah, like it was noticeable. And the rest of the movie was it was good. Uh, I did something to my glasses, like I got smudged them or something, and I could never quite get them totally clean. <laughs> and it was like, kind of making me unfocus a little bit on the 3D, so I was seeing kind of two images sometimes. So that's sort of part of the reason I was sitting there, like, I wish this screen was big enough that I could only see the screen right now. Right. So I could focus better, but... Yeah, I can't wait. Alright, I haven't said what I felt, but I can't wait to buy this movie on Blu-ray and just watch it over and over again. I liked it. Um, I This movie, for me, is very similar to The the Dark Knight, the Christopher Nolan Batman movie, because right out of the gates, after I see it, I'm ecstatic. I love it. Yeah. Um, but it's not perfect, but no. it doesn't matter. Like, it's... And I'm listening to podcasts about it, and people are just pointing out flaws that I agree with. Like, there are so many things that I'm like, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. And the same thing is with The Dark Knight. Like, people are like, well, this doesn't make sense, and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, yeah, that's true, but it doesn't matter. It overcomes that because it's just fundamentally so good in the important aspects. And I felt the same way here, like... And whereas when I first heard that with criticisms of The Dark Knight, I'm like, oh, this is going to ruin next time I watch The Dark Knight, I'm going to be thinking all this stuff. <laughs> no, I've seen The Dark Knight yeah. 20 times and never really thought about that stuff much. Same here, I think. Like um, The fact that it's so similar to A New Hope uh, with Structurally, and there's another Death Star mm-hmm. as the main thing that's easy to blow up, has one weak spot. That's <laughs> actually kind of annoying. But yeah. you get over it. Um, I don't know. Just little things that that go at it. But it, it, it didn't matter to me. I love the movie. Might be nostalgia, a big factor. But this is so much better than the prequels. Like, Yeah. I was going to say, funny. like, it's... These are by no means a perfect movie. But it sort of doesn't matter. It doesn't really have to be a perfect no, movie. None of it the just stars has to hold up a little bit, you know? Yeah. And 
I think that's sort of it. Its weaknesses are its strengths. Its streaks, strengths are its weaknesses. Because its strengths are kind of like the story and the little bits and pieces, but at the same time, that's sort of the weaker parts of the movies is the fact that they had to make another Death Star and there has to be this equivalent of this person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It didn't bother me in the movie, but it was very noticeable. It was on the nose mm -hmm. with all the things. There's not a whole lot of thinking, but... And there's stuff like pandering jokes, yeah. like... Oh, the chessboard just lit up randomly. Yeah. Oh, remember when that happened? Or, oh, is there a trash compactor we could throw her in? Like, yeah. There's certain things like that where it's like a little much. But <laughs> overall, they did, he, J.J. Abrams did a, just an awesome job of laying a foundation of which to build upon and erase the memories of the bad stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's what this movie was all about. He had to get the bad taste out of everyone's mouth and just establish new characters to build the franchise, continue the franchise on. And I think he did that better than I ever could have imagined. Yeah, because absolutely. the best part of this movie is the, the new characters for me. Yeah. Hands down. You got Ray, Finn, Poe Dameron, Kylo Ren, and BB-8. Those are my five favorite characters. In this movie, and those are all the new characters. Yeah. And Han Solo is, gr is is great. Yeah, back as I mean, Harrison Ford is great back, <laughs> as, back as Han Solo, and Mark Hamill gets two seconds to stare and make weird faces at the end. Yeah. But I don't know. I didn't even like even Chewbacca, C three PO, R two D two, and um, Leia. Like I find myself. Just waiting for the new characters to come back to the screen when they were on. Yeah. Even though I like those characters, it's just I was so enraptured by the new people and interested in what they were doing. Looking back on it, I feel like the old characters are almost in the movie to first off say they're going to be in this in the series. Yeah. Second, to get their older fan base back and. Kind of, they're mostly there to sort of link themselves to the new characters. Mm -hmm. Like this is why this person's important. And they haven't completely flushed that out yet. Uh, like in terms of Ray and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Not that there's a doesn't seem to be like a whole lot of imagination you need to use to figure that out. But I don't know. What I think is best about this movie is. It gives you something to chew on, and like you said, you get the bad taste out of your mouth that you can digest right then and there for the this particular movie. But there's obviously some deeper roots of story that... There might have been some things that happened in this movie that are nothing to us now and play out down the line, yeah, or true. one way or the other. Yep. But I just I'm so optimistic about it going forward. Yes. And the special effects, it's a great blend of yeah. practical and CGI. It's not a CGI fest like the prequels, and it's, I don't know, it, that's what helps it make it, uh, makes it feel like a lived-in world and realistic yeah. for what it is. I mean, that's all as great, quote-unquote great, as the, at the time the special effects were in the prequels, it wasn't 
quote-unquote realistic because it's just... It's all blue screen. Yeah. It's not it's, actually there. There's no weight to it. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like, that's an actual dude in a suit. Maybe touched up with effects. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. So he was great at doing that. Um, I thought that was the strongest part about the Star Trek movies. Yeah. How it was shot. Yeah, yeah. That was real sets and scenes. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would agree with that. Well, right, how about these new characters? Let's just go... Number one for me, Ray was amazing. Yeah. She's a great role model for girls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying not to make same statements that I make in, a, in a, the next podcast we will release. Yeah. Um, she's just an awesome badass character who doesn't need anyone's help. Like, Which they play on a lot. In the beginning. Yeah. And I've heard people saying that she's a Mary Sue, which is like too perfect, like no weaknesses. And I don't agree with that. I, think I don't know about that. They didn't really uh, fudge her out or whatever. Because they're like, oh, what do you know? She knows the Jedi mind trick without trying. She can fly a Millennium Falcon. But I feel like they established that she's obviously either Luke Skywalker's daughter or Han and Leia's daughter. Yeah. And I feel like she's, just say she's Luke's daughter, or she's Han and Leia's daughter, and Luke mind-wiped people to leave her there to keep her safe. Like, obviously these things are going to be deep down in her subconscious, because she trained at the Jedi Academy as a super young girl. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's sort of what I was saying. There's a way to make it make sense to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know, in the movie, it... It plays out all its plot points, but there's certain pieces that you might not even know what those pieces are quite yet mm-hmm. that will play on, you know, down the road. And so. I think I was telling you that I think she's one of my favorite characters in Star Wars, period. Like, all seven movies. Yeah, absolutely. I, think I she's up totally there. agree with you there. She's up there with Han Solo and and Luke and, all, and even the Ewoks. She's, she's, she's <laughs> yeah. up there. Uh, next up would be Finn, and this is the cool thing that the two main characters are a white British chick and a black guy. Yeah, he's British too. Yeah, great American accent, but he couldn't even. Yeah, if I wouldn't have known prior, I would. Yeah, like it just like I was saying, it just shows like you don't have to be a white man to be the hero in a story. Like, yeah, there are other people, anyone that's that's uh, capable, you know, can pull it off. On the topic of Finn, if you really take a step back, he might be one of the more interesting characters because he seems to be the one guy that doesn't have a clear-cut counterpart from the original trilogy. Yeah. I guess you could say Han because he's like... uh, I don't know. Yeah. He's not in it. He doesn't necessarily want to be involved in the conflict, but he keeps getting pulled in. Yeah. But still, it's not a perfect one-for-one. But yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, between, like, him and Poe Dameron. That's a really cool dynamic there. Yeah, it's cool. The friendship they have. They work together, and there's... Yeah, you can get chunks off of other characters from the previous ones, but there's no one that they fit to Mm -hmm. T, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. He was great for comedic relief. Yeah. And it's so badass that he got a lightsaber. 
Yeah. I don't care that he's not a Jedi. Like, he's clearly been trained to use weaponry. Um, yeah. I don't know. That, that was awesome. He gets his ass kicked by Kylo Ren. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, he's great. I love his enthusiasm. You can just tell he's yeah. loving this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, definitely. He's all excited. Uh, he's just got an energy to him. He just leaps off the screen. I heard someone put it in it. That is true. <laughs> I wish they would have kept uh, I read about the original reason he was going to escape with Poe was they caught rebels. The rebels that they caught down there with him or whatever they pushed him out of airlock they put him in an airlock and opened it mm. so that's how he decides to leave but they wanted to keep the PG-13 rating <laughs> so I don't know I just thought that was a little interesting tidbit yeah well, what do you think that was funny when he's like I need to, I, I want to do the right thing you need a pilot I need a pilot yeah <laughs> yeah 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 I love the the interaction between Poe and him I wish there was more of it hopefully we get more of that in the future movies yeah but what do you think about the aspect of <coughs> him being a stormtrooper that's like turned good? Do you think it happened too fast or or did you buy in? Um I like the idea that they're not using clones anymore. Yeah. So it's like I uh it didn't bother me watching the movie. But like the more you kinda of think about it, it's sort of like uh it's sort of like what the point what's the point in him being? A stormtrooper. Like, there doesn't seem to be any plot points that really, that that affects. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess it kind of does inadvertently because they're asking about his name and, like, stuff like that. But, like, his connection to the New Order doesn't really seem to have much weight Yeah. in terms of the story. But, uh, like I said, again, it didn't bother me at all while I was watching it. And it's kind of funny that, like, he's so disturbed that they're killing these people, but then later on he's just blasting his old buddies. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... The thing that gets him is that one of his friends in a Stormtrooper outfit died in front of him. Yeah. But then he's killing them left and right. <laughs> but uh, Poe Dameron would be next. Uh, loved him just because Oscar Isaac yeah basically definitely <laughs> charisma is shining off the screen he's not in it that much and apparently he was supposed to die in the original draft yeah in the beginning I'm glad he didn't yeah me uh, too hopefully we get more of him in the future Kylo Ren is an incredible villain in my mind yeah I, I absolutely love Kylo I Ren I think he probably is my favorite character at the one. Him and Ray. Yeah. That's a great dynamic. I think they're brother and sister. I do too. I think, well, the most obvious thing would be if she was Luke's daughter, but it would make more sense if if there was a lot going on. And if you can look back and be like, wow, they're actually brother and sister the whole time. Yeah. And subconsciously, that's why he was holding back and, and all this stuff. But he is what Anakin should have been in the prequels. Yes. A legitimate, like... Moody, like just brat, almost. Lair. He's he's got a lot of layers to him. Yeah. I love his temper. Yeah, yeah. Like that's cool. Like he's actually like there's tantrums, and, yeah. and that's the dark side is what that's uh, anger, which leads to fear, which leads to whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yoda said. It's sort of. I kind of wish, looking back now, you kind of wish Vader had a little bit more of a 
personality. Yeah, I guess he was a little more fine-tuned by that point. Yeah, and, I mean, this is, it's easy to look back and say True. these things. But yeah. of the time, he was the best bad person ever. But yeah. now, looking back, he's kind of, like, fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow. <laughs> yep. But, whatever. But I just love the color. I lo- First of all, I love the character design. He's badass. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, slender, but still menacing. Yeah. He's a legit badass villain, evil, but then at the same time, he can be pathetic. Yeah. He comes across as just, I don't know, and I feel like you can see the struggle. It's interesting that he wants to be part of the dark side, but the light side is what keeps calling to him. Yeah, that's very opposite. The reverse of uh, Anakin. Uh, He's, like, obsessed with his grandfather, Darth Vader. Um, he's not even fully trained. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. Yeah, he's not like a Sith Lord or anything. And but, he's got counterparts. There's the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Which you see in a scene, but they don't Split go second. into any other detail about it. And he betrayed Luke at the Academy. Yeah. But there's so much there. And obviously, Han and Leia's son. Yeah. And split that marriage apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I he's he's the most interesting character I think, like mysterious wise. There's yeah. there's so much more they could do with him. Whereas Ray's awesome, but she is kind of what she is. Yeah, she she's has, kind of got a set. Yeah, Kylo. I don't know. I could see him turning back to the light side and like joining yeah, forces before the last movie. Yeah, like know? joining forces with Ray, and then fighting a bigger bad. Or I could see him just going full dark side. Now that, like, we're talking about it, I could see more and more that Ray is his sister, and it's kind of being kept from everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as cool as it is to be cousins. Yeah. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> but, uh, it would make more sense if they were brother-sister. Um, and BB-8 is amazing. Well, he might actually be, like, <laughs> me, the best addict character, like... Comedic relief and all that stuff. like The lighter, the torch thumbs up just yeah. was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's so emotive for being a robot. Per- awesome ca- like design, character design. Yeah, absolutely. I want a BB-8. <laughs> <laughs> I think they sell them for like 150 bucks. Yeah, they're like the size of a softball or something. <laughs> yeah. Wilson! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, BB-8's amazing. Um, how about Han's death? That's a big scene. Yeah. Big to do. <laughs> you think it was handled the right way? What, how do you think um, that played out? Personally, I thought it was a little anticlimactic. Yeah, you kind of, you could see it coming. Yeah. I don't really have an issue with it, though. But I almost feel like it was like, he saw it coming, too. Like, yeah. he knew, I gotta do this for Leia. I gotta try to talk about the ledge, even if most likely he's gonna kill me. <laughs> I honestly wish they would have said a little bit more about him being his son a little earlier, and I wish they maybe would have killed Han earlier in the movie. Yeah. I feel like it would have more gravity to it if you're kind of dealing with that for longer. Yeah. Rather than it being kind or of maybe like, this early, is the twist. <laughs> or maybe early into the second movie year. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. But I mean, I didn't think it was that bad. I liked how it played out with him and uh, Ben. 
is yeah. his real name. That, that was pretty cool. And then he's like, help me. And I, I'm trying to decide, like, did he know what that even meant? What he was trying to say? Or, yeah, because I've heard some people say it, like, he loved him so much as his son that he'd be willing to to die, die for to help. Him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot there. That was. I don't know why they're on like a sky bridge with no rails. <laughs> it's like you trip on your shoe and you're dead. <laughs> like that was crazy, but yeah. And then that led to the first. It was awesome. Chewbacca just going batshit. <laughs> yes. And shooting him. Uh, and then that led to the snow fight, the uh, lightsaber battle in the snow, which I thought was awesome. Awesome scene. Yeah. Um, I thought the first half of the movie was better than the second half. Like, did a much better job of setting up everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. The second half was a little bit like, all right, we got to like it was a little more wrap go, this up. Go through the motions, yeah. second half. But still, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And, yeah. and there were a little... More worried about wrapping up with a bow, yeah. the story, than, I don't know, minor, minor things here. Yep. But, uh, and what did you think of Maz Kanata? Uh, the Yoda, I guess, of this movie. I don't know, they made a really big deal about her. And she didn't have that Being deal. in this movie. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, it's, Same I can see her being a lot more important. Yeah down the road but didn't blow me away or nothing like that no didn't hate it but yeah. it was fine uh, I like the look of all the different like the planet the sand planet yeah and then the jungle planet and then the snow planet I like just the visuals of that and the X-Wing fighters looked amazing oh yeah that like the apocalypse now nah <laughs> yeah. part yeah oh that's so cool though when they're coming across the water and Oh, yeah. That was... God, I gotta see it again. Yeah. I've only seen it once. I want to see it again so bad. Um, let's see. The score is awesome. Yeah. Cinematography is good. What about General Hux, played by Donald Gleason? He's basically Hitler, if Hitler was third in command. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of liked him, but... They didn't make him seem that important until a little bit later. Like he definitely seemed like he'd be under Kylo or something. He's definitely the most one-note character. Yeah. You know. They, I don't know. They just didn't do a good enough job telling you how important he was. Like It felt like he was playing second fiddle. But a little bit later, it's kind of cleared up. Seemed like he was on even footing with Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yeah. What about General Snoke? I, that was one of the things I didn't love. I have no idea what to think about this guy. I don't... That was the most CGI-looking thing of the movie. Yeah. And that kind of threw me off, because I'm not sure why. He looks like a giant, like, golem. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's just a projection of him, obviously. I don't think he's that big. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I didn't know... They talked a lot about him leading up to this movie, and he's really just sort of... I'm sure he's going to be, like, one of the most important characters. He's just so similar to the Emperor. A weak guy, but he's in control of everything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's supposed to be a big twist to do with him or something like that, but I have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. But, like, the best thing, though, is that the next movie has the potential to be 
even better. Yeah. Because there's such a great foundation laid here by J.J. Abrams, and he's passing the baton off to Ryan Johnson, one of my favorite young directors, who I think is capable of making a masterpiece and making the best movie in the Star Wars franchise to date. Wow. Like, and the possibilities are endless. Yeah, this the this movie was super similar to the original trilogy, but they have a chance to just do whatever now. Yeah, I think going forward they're going to be a little bit more brave with what yeah. they do. Yeah, and I don't think Ryan Johnson would be scared to like do that. It's yeah. up. I think Disney could definitely call some shots, but if it's, I think, and he's scripting eight and nine. He's only directing eight, but he's writing a script for eight and nine. So, oh really? He's gonna have his fingerprints on it, and yeah, I'm just super excited for all things Star Wars now. Whereas, I kind of forgot how big of a Star Wars fan I was. Yeah, <laughs> like. I loved the original trilogy growing up. Watched them all the time on TV. I remember being super excited for episode one, Phantom Menace. Yeah. And I didn't even see Attack of the Clones in theaters. That's how I like, didn't see that either. I, I actually saw the third I one. I saw the third one in theaters, but yeah, the prequels kind of just killed it for me. And this has brought me right back. I'm yeah. super excited for Rogue One coming out uh, this year. And... The next, you know, episode eight, after that, like... It kind of uh, makes me want to start watching the, the animated show they have. Is it Rebels or Clone Wars? One of, yeah, yeah, something like that. But I've been watching, like, clips of it, and it's the only thing they've kept is canon. Yeah. The expanded universe, basically. Yeah. And it's actually pretty interesting, some of the things that, like, go on. Like, it's, it's not very kiddy. Like, for, yeah. for a cartoon, yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, I love this movie. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I kind of feel like... Yeah, it's a little hard to... Uh, if we would have done this maybe three weeks ago, it would have been, like, crackling, maybe. I don't <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> after I see it the next time in the movies, oh, yeah. I'll have to do, like, a little update. Or we'll have to just revisit it once it hits Redbox. Maybe yeah, not a yeah, full definitely. on review or anything, but just, like... Uh, an update on our thoughts. But I would like to rank the seven Star Wars movies. Alright. Um, I guess I'll go through my seven real quick. And then you'll do yours. Yeah. No cool. reason to go back and forth when it's such a limited yeah. thing. It's going to be pretty similar. Yeah. Number seven for me. Attack of the Clones. Easily the worst in my opinion. A lot of people would say Phantom Menace. I just think... <laughs> I barely remember anything of Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Um, I did eventually, I didn't see it in theaters, but I did eventually see it, and it did nothing for me. I hate the CGI fest that is the prequels, just in every sense. Number six is Phantom Menace. There are aspects that I like about the movie. Darth Maul is really cool. Yeah. The fight scene with Qui-Gon Jinn and... Qui-Gon's not a bad character. No, yeah. I don't even hate the pod racing on its own. Like, it's kind of stupid, silly, kiddie fun, but... It's not awful. Yeah, I don't like, dislike it as much as other people. Jar Jar Binks, obviously, is the best character ever. Yeah. <laughs> or worst. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Phantom Menace gets a little bit of a bad rap, but it's still not a good movie. Number five, Revenge of the Sith, episode three. I didn't even know I owned it. <laughs> but I was looking at my DVDs last week, and I saw it. So I rewatched it, and... 
I thought that this was, I mean, it, and I still think it's the best of the prequels, but I definitely had rated it higher than I should have because really? uh, it does not hold up. It does I, not. I think there's parts of that movie that I really love and the rest of it I really don't because I remember the acting is horrendous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the scenes aren't great, but like the couple parts, the portion, like the third of the movie or so that is good. I really like. Yeah, there's some good parts to it, but man, I it wasn't what I remembered. Number four, Return of the Jedi. I always loved it as a kid with the Ewoks and the 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 Adats and all that stuff. And even before I I actually got the original trilogy on Blu-ray for Christmas, and I rewatched them all. And I would have originally had Return of the Jedi at number three, but I knocked it down to four because some of the stuff doesn't hold up. But yeah. It's still a fun movie. It's the the end of the trilogy. Closes it on a good note. Awesome fight between Luke and Darth yeah. at the end. Number three, A New Hope. Got things kicked off on a great note. Introduced this world, these characters. Um, it's... It's really good. It's just not... There's something missing from it. And I think it's the Empire's score. Yeah. The, that wasn't introduced until Empire Strikes Back. The score for that. And I guess to just get a feel for these characters that you know wasn't fully developed yet. Yeah. And you can tell. But it's still very, very good. Uh, and it wouldn't be what it was without it. Number two, The Force Awakens. Actually, the new one is my second favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, might maybe a little nostalgia and and all that, like I said, but I gave it a nine out of ten. I uh, I loved it. it so much fun. And number one, Empire Strikes Back. I never. I thought people were crazy back in like when I was a kid <laughs> when they said kept saying it was the best one. But having rewatched them all, it definitely is. It's just the most well written, best directed, best performed. So many iconic things. Cloud City and... Man, great movie. <laughs> Alright. Well, mine's pretty similar. Um, my number seven is Episode 2, Clone Wars. Then Phantom Menace. Then Revenge of the Sith. Then... What am I up at? Four. Four, yeah. Number four would be... Return of the Jedi. Pretty spot on here so far. Number three would be... A New Hope. (laughs) No, I I meant the reverses. New Hope, number four. Return of the Jedi, three. Number three. Number two would be... The Force Awakens, and the first one would be... Empire. Empire. Yeah, I don't think anyone would really complain about our list. It's pretty much divided, pretty... It's the prequels at the bottom. Yeah. And then... It seems to be Return Empire of the Jedi one. is the third one. Two for two through four is probably like your biggest yeah. point yeah. of uh, interchangeableness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a word. But uh, it seems like everyone likes the prequels about the same. Some people like the Phantom Menace a little bit better than... Episode three, yeah. But and some people think it's the and worst. then some people think it's yeah. the worst. But, but as a tier, yeah. 
Yeah, um, Star Wars. Yeah, it's back. Force Awakens. It's back, baby. <laughs> it's back, baby. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, did you watch anything recently worth noting? Or uh, no, not really. Kind of just getting back into the, yeah, you know, swing shit. <laughs> swing of shit. <laughs> I got a couple of things. I rewatched Mad Max Fury, Fury Road. Fury Road. Fury Road to pr- help prepare myself a little bit for the Redbox Awards, which are coming up next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't just spend two hours recording it. Uh, still holds up tremendously uh, on every level. The only negative thing I can say about it is that I'm not a huge fan of the speed ramping. Which I think I mentioned on the review, but it stood out again on the rewatch. Where it's almost like they they cut frames out, or where it's like kind of twitchy yeah. at times. And it's not the whole movie, and it's not like that big of a deal. But nitpicking to the supreme here, <laughs> uh, nine and a half out of ten. Uh, I watched Minions, the spinoff of Despicable Me franchise. It is completely middle of the road. <laughs> Didn't hate it as much as some people did, but it's definitely not good. It's so forgettable. Five out of ten. Watched Cold Mountain. This is a Jude Law, Nicole Kidman, oh, yeah. like World War Two kind of romantic thing. It had gotten pretty decent reviews. I did not like it. I thought it was boring as shit. Really? I was swinging shit. Give <laughs> 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 it a four and a half out of ten. I watched Three Amigos, the classic. Uh, okay. Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, uh, what's that guy's name? Martin. Martin, Martin Short. Martin Short. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was alright. I mean, what do you expect? Stupid but funny in parts. <laughs> <laughs> Six out of ten. And I watched Hotel Transylvania 2, the follow up to the classic Hotel Transylvania. Actually,. I thought that the first Hotel Transylvania wasn't that bad. I think I gave it like a six or a six and a half. I'd give this one a six. It looked better visually, but was not as good creatively, story-wise, but not not too dissimilar. Huh. Uh, better than they probably get credit for overall. And lastly, I have a free month of Amazon Prime now. Right oh, now. Nice. So I've been sampling out some of the shows. I watched the first episode of Red Oaks. Transparent and the Man in the High Castle, just to get a taste. That's cool. I'm undecided if I'm going to keep Prime or not, but if I do, I'll probably finish all of them because I enjoyed all three of them. Red Oaks is a great coming of age. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the first episode? I've seen the first episode. Yeah. That's the one I would probably stick with the most. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I watched like five episodes or so of uh, Man in the High Castle. Yeah. I liked it. I just don't know if it's going to pan out. Like I like just basically the, the design. Idea. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, idea. Yeah, the idea is cool. But there's some really cool visuals, like with Times Square with the Nazi symbol and shit. But the characters, I don't know. Yeah, I, the point I got to was I'm like lying to myself about this show. Is how I felt about it. Yeah, it's like I really like the idea and all, but I just don't think the story is really actually going to do anything. Yeah, I kind of got the same feeling. Yeah. I would keep watching it just for the just the visuals and the idea yeah. of it. Just see where it goes. But probably my least favorite of the three. Transparent was really good as well. That's uh, the guy from Arrested Development is a transgender woman. Oh, okay. And just how he's dealing with his family. The first episode is just 
his daughter's wedding, lesbian wedding. Um, and it's just like all takes place there. And it's, you're learning about this family through. It wasn't what I expected, but it, it was really good. It was funny. It was uh, poignant, well made. I would I would keep up with all three of these. I actually thought <laughs> Transparent and Red Oaks were my favorite, but Man High Castle wasn't bad either. It seemed yeah. to drag on a little bit though. Episode went slow. Um, have you like messed around with Prime at all? I've been ordering s- simple household items <laughs> with free two day shipping. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like the video portion. Oh, you've been using it. All? Yeah. I just I just have the app on my phone, so I always thought that like if net Netflix would be better with their I don't know, I always thought it was really smooth and looked really nice and some of the stuff they do have on there is really good, but they don't have like a, a ton like Netflix does. Yeah. Yeah. But, they got Sopranos, right? They got like some yeah, HBO. Yeah, they got some stuff. of the HBO and shows. But I have shows. HBO Go, so I don't really need Yeah, them. exactly. Uh but yeah, that was pretty cool. Hopefully I can at least watch a couple episodes more of these before my month runs out. Um, yeah, so that'll about do it for us. Stay tuned. Not too long from now, we're going to release the third annual Redbox Awards. Thought it turned out pretty good. Yeah. Uh, always man. a lot of fun. Leo showed up. <laughs> yeah, he, he was on high. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 2016. Happy New Year. Merry yeah. Christmas. All the good I, uh, stuff. I'm I'm excited for uh, 2016. I feel like we're gonna be recommitted, better than ever. Yeah. Um, new equipment. Yeah, we got this new equipment. Started a new podcast with your brother, Brooks, called the Red Belt Report. <laughs> if you're subscribed to this feed, it will show up every other week in this feed because I can't afford a separate feed. Are you crazy? <laughs> uh, but if you're into MMA, thought that turned out well. It's a lot of fun. Check that out. Uh, our next episode after the awards, we'll be reviewing Sicario and The Walk, as well as our top five most anticipated movies of 2016. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch Sicario. Yeah, I already watched it. It's yeah. going to be a fun, fun conversation. Sweet. Uh, and then the episode after that, we'll be reviewing Fantastic Four, one of the <laughs> worst reviewed, biggest bombs of the year. And probably Pawn Sacrifice. Okay. The chess movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about the uh, trailer. So stay tuned for that. Looking forward to visiting this year of 2016. Visiting it. Yes. yes. I'll go home eventually. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, you can email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at theredboxreport. I'm personally on Twitter at the Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at the RVR Joel. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Like us. Did I say like us on Facebook? Uh, like us on Facebook. If you did it, do it again. <laughs> uh, we're on Reddit uh, slash the Redbox Report. Haven't really updated that in a while, but uh, anywhere you want to look, we're probably there we're at the Redbox there, Report. And at Letterboxd, I'm at the Oriole <laughs> Report. <laughs> It's been a little while, guys. Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. My little buttercup has the sweetest smile.